0: Uh, has to deal with and you know naturalism uh, it's the same thing as like a materialistic worldview naturalistic worldview atheistic worldview they're kind of all the same thing and this is why we're calling this series the reason for everything is that is the reason for everything really a set of natural forces or random evolutionary forces with no need for god or god to interfere with us and so in this thinking, here's an important question for us tonight. If you are taking notes, this would be a, a good question uh, to write down and the main question that we're dealing with tonight. So here is the question. Can a naturalistic or revolutionary worldview explain why humans seem to have an inherent dignity? Right? Can a naturalistic worldview Explain why humans seem to have an inherent dignity. And what we we're arguing is that a purely naturalistic worldview leads us to conclude that humans have no special value. Right? So if you are exclusively like natural uh, worldview, evolutionary worldview, that's the conclusion to that is humans have absolutely no special value. Because if we're random, if this is just unguided forces of the universe that have somehow come together, that I'm here, I'm no different to a cockroach. And the next step on that. Is if we have no problem wiping our cockroaches or killing and wiping out every single ant in your house, then there's no issue with Hitler killing six million Jews, right? If everything is just random and if life has no intrinsic value, right? The rains are coming, spring is just around the corner, and uh, what happens here in the south of Joburg once we just have a drop of water? It's like a million mosquitoes just appear out of nowhere. And what do we do? We buy money, and we create poisons, and how many of you, if uh, mosquitoes could become an extinct species, who would be for an extinct, you know? But why don't we feel that about people? Right? But that's what happens if you have uh, the conclusion of a naturalistic worldview, is that if you can exterminate a whole uh, species, mosquitoes, ants, cockroaches, some of you spiders, some of you will even go snakes, you know, some of you will go cats. Uh, you know, so <laughs> Where's the step with going out, wiping out uh, a, a whole race of people? Because even then within evolution, there's the thinking that the stronger outperform and outlasting the weaker. If that's the case, then surely Uh, Hitler deserves a medal uh, instead of being a recognized megavillain. Even then, there's this thing called eugenics. And a scary thing. I was uh, uh, looking up some stuff on eugenics this week, and I found some uh, actual published documents uh, from the 1920s in America and in in the the UK around this stuff. And it is really scary. Eugenics is... uh, it's the science of improving the population through uh, controlled breeding. Uh, so basically you want the best of humanity uh, to flourish and any uh, negative trait uh, dies out. And this was a, a genuine thing that they were trying to uh, practice. So I'm going to be reading a whole bunch of quotes uh, just coming, kind of coming out of a naturalistic thinking. So if basically this is what uh, naturalistic worldview thinkers think about humanity. So this is Russell Brand, uh, Bertrand Russell. He contended for the compulsory sterilization for the mentally deficient. Uh, Darwin, and uh, we know Darwin, he such a big architect of evolutionary thinking. Uh, he said this. Man scans with scrupulous care the character and pedigree of his horses, his cattle, and his dogs before he matches them. But when it comes uh, to his own marriage, he rarely or never takes such care. Both sexes ought to refrain uh, from marriage if there are any marked uh, degree inferior in body or mind. Uh, Hitler, and uh, I know we said some negative things about him, but so much of Hitler's thinking and his worldview was based on a Darwinian uh, worldview and, and some of that thinking. And so in his ideas as, as an atheist, uh, he came to this conclusion. Nature is cruel, therefore we too can be cruel. In his book, *Mind Kampf, he said this. If nature does not wish that weaker individuals should mate with the stronger, she wishes even less that a superior race should intermingle with an inferior one. Because in such cases, all her efforts throughout hundreds of thousands of years to establish an evolutionary higher state of being, may this be rendered futile. He who does not wish uh, to fight in this world where permanent struggle is the law of life, he has no right to exist. Those are really hectic things. Viktor Frankl, who is a Holocaust survivor and a, a psychiatrist, he said this. I'm absolutely convinced that the gas chambers of Auschwitz, Turbolinka, and Medenk were ultimately prepared not in some ministry or other in Berlin, but rather at the desks and lecture halls of nihilistic scientists and philosophers. Uh, A more modern day uh, atheistic thinker, Richard Dawkins, goes on and he says this. It is immoral not to abort a baby diagnosed with Down syndrome. A really hectic uh, thinkers. is an article published in the New York Times. It's good to hear uh, some of these, these thoughts. Commentator in the New York Times uh, goes on and, and he wrote this. When the Hubble telescope pointed to a black spot in the sky about the size of an eraser head for a week, it found 30,000 galaxies over 13 billion years old with many trillions of stars and many, many more trillions of inferred planets. So, how significant are you? You are not a unique snowflake, you are not special. You are just another piece of decaying matter on the compost pile of this world. Nothing of who you are or what you will do in the short time you are here will matter. Everything short of that realization is vanity. Now the quote goes on, but that article, that paragraph pretty much sums up Uh, The naturalistic worldview's thinking about the value of life. It's pretty much summed up in in that statement. The writer then goes on and he says he says this, and that's why that that so is there because kind of that's the premise, and then the conclusion of this article. It's to celebrate life in every moment admire its wonders, and love without reservation. But there's a big problem with that worldview and and that uh, kind of statement and premise and his conclusion. I like how Tim Keller, uh, a retired pastor from America, puts it. I love the statement. He says, "Uh, To hold that human beings are the product of nothing but evolutionary processes of the strong eating the weak... But then to insist that, nonetheless, every person has human dignity to be honoured, to be honoured, is an enormous leap of faith against all the evidence to the contrary. so, basically, uh, what Tim Keller is saying in the response to a naturalistic worldview and the kind of uh, error of this uh, is going: if we are nothing better than cockroaches, and it's just random. Uh, forces that have uh, allowed us to be here tonight. There's no value to life. in a story. There's no so. There's no so, so just enjoy life to the fullest. Uh, find love in everything. Find beauty. Enjoy the beauty of this world. Enjoy uh, the friendships that you have. Enjoy life and max out to that. Uh, because that bit doesn't equal the first bit. That jump... To believe in that kind of uh, response, as I like how Tim Keller would it, is an enormous leap of faith against all the evidence. In fact, for an atheist to believe that takes more faith than what we have. But here's what we do believe we reject the first part of that statement, and we wholeheartedly believe in the second. Because for us, And this is very important for us that there is only human dignity because of God. Uh, As a statement, apart from God, there is no such thing as human dignity. But that the Christian worldview and the cross of Jesus is what gives us the highest and greatest view of the value and dignity of human life. And I'll say that again. Apart from God, there is no such thing as human dignity, but that the Christian worldview and the cross of Jesus is what gives us the highest and greatest view of the value and dignity of human life. I want you, to, if you have Bibles, to turn with me uh, to Genesis chapter 1, right in the beginning of your Bibles, if you've got a, a paperback, but get there uh, on your device if you have one. What is happening in Genesis chapter 1 is uh, the creation account, and uh, God is creating, and he's giving a pronouncement over his creation. He creates, and he says it's good, and he creates some more, and he says it's good, and it's good, and it's good. But then he gets to humanity, uh, humans, and then there's a ship. There's something uh, a little bit different that happens when he creates uh, people. And this is uh, what he says, uh, what it says in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and verse 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image. In our like, and in our likeness, and let him rule over the fish of the seas, and the birds of the air, and over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. There's something that comes up over and over in those short two verses was the difference between the rest of creation and what God does with humans. There's a shift. God creates, it's good. Then he creates man and is created in his image and likeness. The other day I was driving and uh, my kids were in the car and there was a little bit silence and then uh, my boy Aaron, who's four, just pops up and he says, Dad, how big are Jesus' ears? And I go... I don't know why you're asking. He says, Dad, how big are Jesus' ears? Because if he can hear everybody praying at the same time, how big are his ears? (laughs) And uh, it's amazing to see how they think about God and uh, how we try and think, uh, you know, what he looks like. And uh, it's not that God has ears and a nose and we're created in his image that we have ears and and, and a nose, but it's that... Excuse me, it's just, uh, you know, the ability for us to see beauty in the world. And uh, the heart of compassion for people. It's that image and likeness when he breathes his spirit in us. We don't look uh, like God. Well, if I did, God would be pretty handsome. Uh, no, just kidding, guys. So just, it's a bad joke. <laughs> so, you know. It's not the physical appearance of my mom. Just burying her head in the back there. It's uh, the attributes, the, the, the ability to love. Simon says, you, you, you know, so make the most out of this world and love. Where does love come from? And we can't say that that comes from just an evolutionary process that's put in us when we we're created in the image and in the likeness of God. That's amazing. Because we have like IQs and EQs, we get to enjoy creation, we can love, experience uh, joy, and and, and wonder. We're not just a a little kind of blip on the the radar of time. It's so amazing to know that we are not uh, just a result of, of random evolutionary processes we call it uh, Imago Dei, that we are created in the image of God. No other worldview can give you that. No other worldview can say that there is worth to your life. That genuine worth. We talk about intrinsic worth. We talk about uh, VIPs. And people uh, attribute a greater worth to people who have money or have done famous things or celebrities of some kind. And we get all kind of nervous when a celebrity is around and, and kind of give them maybe a little bit more attention uh, because they have money, they have looks, they've done something famous. But when it comes to a Christian worldview that because of God, every single person has intrinsic value. That your value doesn't come from money. That your value doesn't come from looks. Your value doesn't come from your achievements or your education or your degree or what you've done in business. That every single person, all levels of ability, have equal value, worth, and dignity. It's amazing. That's why Christians are at the forefront and have always been at the forefront of human dignity. So, our Christians were the result of the abolishing of the slave trade. So our Christians have always been charging ahead with equal rights and fighting for people who are oppressed. And that's how they're gonna continue in the fight with modern day uh, slavery and, and human trafficking. So we fight for the lives of the unborn and disabled. Love what it says in, in Psalm 8. It's not gonna come up on the screen, so maybe just write it down as a reference. Psalm 8 from verse 4 What is man that you are mindful of him the son of man that you care for him You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and you crowned him with glory and honor You made him ruler over all the works of your hands and you put everything under his feet all the flocks and herds and beasts of the field all the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and all that swim the paths of the seas There is so much worth an intrinsic worth in people. We talk about, uh, and, and we've spoken about this before, uh, worth can be determined by two things. Uh, who made it and what somebody is willing to pay for it. Right? So who made it and what somebody is willing to pay for it. This week, uh, there's going to be an auction in the States Uh, And uh, the Beatles guitarist, George Harrison's guitar, is going up on auction. The auction is starting at 500,000 US dollars. That's the starting um, bid for his guitar. Right? And and, and why does that guitar fetch such a price? Well, the Beatles, one of the best bands ever. And uh, one of the best guitarists in that band. Uh, His personal guitar, uh, he owned it. And that's why it is worth so much. And it's probably gonna go for a lot more than 500,000 US dollars. It's gonna be interesting to see how much uh, that guitar gets sold for, right? Because it's worth that because someone is going to be willing to pay for it. Well, if we apply that to us, uh, what is our worth? Who made us? And we were created by God, different to the rest of creation in his image and likeness. He breathed his spirit into us. That is who made us. And then we think of the the, the second part of that, who paid for us? In the story of Monroe uh, Christine, somebody paid for her, somebody paid for us. A man paid for us. His name was Jesus. But he got nothing out of it. In fact, while we were still enemies, Christ died for us. the worldview that says God created. He comes to us in our biggest need and he takes our uh, biggest need, the fact that we are separate from him because of our sin and he pays for that and and instead of us being enemies, we now sons, adopted sons and daughters and we are heirs, co-heirs with Christ. Isn't that just Amazing. That God endures that for us. And our intrinsic worth is based on who made us and what someone was willing to pay for us. Jesus became a sin offering, taking your sin and my sin so that we could be in relationship with our Creator God. Isn't that just incredible? I just want to maybe quickly put a disclaimer. Not every atheist uh, uh, thinks that way about the world in terms of having this uh, completely uh, nihilistic worldview that we should exterminate uh, every human being that's inferior. But so many people are struggling in this world with am I worth something? And where does my worth come from? And so many people are lost in trying to find meaning and worth in what seems to be a meaningless world, because they're being taught that this, uh, this naturalistic worldview, uh, you're left without meaning. And it's a joy, a real joy, and, and to know that we are or we have intrinsic worth and dignity because God created. because we live, live in a world that is held together by God. And so we need to be encouraged tonight Uh, and to uh, know that we have genuine worth, that everybody has genuine worth, and it is only God, and it is only God displayed in the cross that we find our ultimate worth. And and engaging with Jesus is when we are most human. And so I want to pray for us as we end tonight. I especially want to just pray exactly for that because I wonder how many of us tonight are really struggling uh, with our sense of worth and struggling with, does my life matter? Because even in that, knowing that I'm created by God and that he uh, paid for his very life to be in relationship with me, not only do I have intrinsic worth and dignity, but I am completely loved. No other worldview can do that. And this is why it's so important for us to engage with this kind of thing and to uh, engage with other people around this, Because people are desperate to find meaning. Desperate to know that they have worth. And our worth is not based on who we are, what we've done, how much money is in our bank account, the suburb that we live in, uh, the title to our name, the degree that we're studying. It's only because we're created by God that we can be in relationship with Him through Jesus. God, I want to thank You for that truth. I want to thank You that meaning and purpose is found in only You. Jesus, You alone are why we have intrinsic worth and dignity. Thank You, Jesus, that You're the answer to what millions and millions and millions of people are still searching for. Jesus, tonight I wanna pray for everyone who is battling with their self-worth. For anyone who's asked the question is, is, am I worth something? Does my life have meaning? Jesus, thank you that it is you. And Lord God, I pray that by your Holy Spirit that you would just confirm in uh, our hearts tonight that we have worth, intrinsic worth, because you made us. And that our lives have meaning because of Jesus, what you did for us on the cross. Where people are feeling worthless, I pray that you would replace that with the truth of their worthiness. Because they're created in your image and likeness. We carry the imago Day, the image of God. And that crosses every single spectrum of life. Jesus, I want to specifically pray for people who are feeling unworthy to be in your presence because of the things they've done in their past. Jesus, thank you that you supersede that with your grace on the cross, that you dealt with sin, that we can stand before you as an adopted son, as an adopted daughter, Jesus, that we can be your children. We praise you for that. In your holy name. Amen.